0: Hello and welcome to Blaze Pod. It is Monday, the eighteenth of October. We are recording this uh in the evening of uh, of Monday, slightly later than intended, so thanks for everybody's patience. My name is Ben and of course I am joined by Andrew. How's it going, mate?
1: Alright, mate, not too bad at all. Um work got in the way, didn't it? So we couldn't do this more. Why don't people just pay us? For doing nothing but <laughs> <laughs> so we can just do
0: podcast whatever yeah, I yeah. So. work work life yeah i mean people can sort of pay us for doing nothing by uh you know, supporting the sponsors of this podcast. I'll just, yes. just drop that in there and, you know, go. Well, and... I
1: didn't, I, did,
0: I didn't mean to line that up like that. But... It, was, it was lovely. Yeah. <laughs> and, and obviously go and, uh, go and click on all the ads on Roy's dot com as well. And, uh, yeah, man, yeah, let's send... get some money in so that send... we can do no excuses after that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's very true. So, Uh, A slightly tardy podcast, and we're going to go quite fast because obviously there's another game tomorrow, being Millwall at home, which we're not going to talk about too much because, uh, yeah, it's already half past seven on Monday. I'm imagining most people won't get a chance to listen to this today, so they'll probably be listening to it tomorrow, uh, maybe even on the way to the match. So we'll try and keep it short and sweet, but we are going to talk about a very good win, I think, this Saturday. Mm. Uh, A 2-1 win over a a Stoke City team that... um, as anyone who listened to the preview podcast will know, are a good team. And we yeah. played pretty well, I thought. And uh, you could certainly make a strong case that we deserve the win, but more importantly, we got the win. Um, yeah. I mean, that's our, that, our best result of the season so far, I think, without exception.
1: Undoubtedly, yeah. Undoubtedly the best result on paper and probably the way it happened as well. Because, I mean, I came out of the game, I have to be honest, and I thought... A point would have probably been fair, but once I've actually looked back at it and looked at the highlights and and not been in that emotional zone as I were for the twenty minutes after they scored where I was furious. Mm. Um I think we yeah, I think we deserve to win. I do. I think we've created the better I can't I think Stoke had two really good efforts, um outside of the goal which is The header which Sharp obviously cleared off the line and then the one that just went wide at one nil in the second half. I, I think the the save also made with pretty. You expect him to save that,
0: won't you? To be fair, in the first half.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah the first half. One. Whereas I think we, you know, we had Sharp Setter. Um, the obviously the the keeper save. I possibly should have done better. Obviously, the two goals that we got ourselves as well. Um, there was uh, Stevens where it just went wide. I, I, I don't think we sort of dominated, but I listened to the Top Twenty podcast today actually, and they've been quite down as this season, understandably so. Mm. Um, and they said we were the better side. Um, he watched the game, uh, one of the guys, and said that it was a really good game of football, and it, which is weird because I've seen a lot of criticism from our own fans, and you know, but that's that's. Everyone sees it different, aren't
0: they? Well, indeed, I enjoyed it. <laughs> you know, I enjoyed yeah. uh, I enjoyed the outcome. I enjoyed uh, all but the period that you referenced there after the first goal, which we'll get into. Yeah, it's it's funny. It, it, I mean, it's it's impossible, really, to say. Like, you, you can always argue either way about which, pretty much always, about which team deserved to win. But you could certainly build a strong case. I think mm. I think it felt a bit smash and grab because of. The way it happened, yeah. The, the flow of the game, I would say. Um, I felt like we were the better team until Stoke scored and then there was a, a grim 15 or 20 minutes after that. Um, but then we did rally at the end. We got two goals, could have probably had another one and uh, Stoke didn't really trouble us once, we'd, once we got equal, we heat. I thought we saw it out really comfortably this time, which
1: is um, obviously had that corner at the end and I think every one of us probably thought, <laughs> no, this is 2-2. <laughs> I just said, I have to admit, I'm, I'm sort of, so, not criticising people who are uh, painting that performance in a negative light, but I, as soon as we scored, literally turned around and said, right, what minute are we are going to concede the equaliser then? <laughs> <So> <laughs> that, that was this sort of, yeah, that's the sort of uh, mood I was in for that. That 20 minutes really, really was difficult for me to to, uh, to stomach at the time.
0: Yeah, uh, I don't know whether to jump to... We'll get to that. Let's, let's go, yeah, that's sl- part, let's go yeah. slightly more chronologically, I suppose. I mean, yeah. I don't want to, uh, again, for time constraint purposes, I don't really want to get into what like what the result means for the rest of the season, because no. we have got another game tomorrow. Also, yeah. I don't think one game should you know nudge the needle of opinion. Uh, well, in my own opinion, anyway, too much. But I, I guess what I will say is it, I feel that game fit the pattern of what we've seen for the last seven games or so now, which is basically yeah. we're a lot better than we were we're good enough to beat a lot of teams. Next comes the consistency. Like, sh- show me the consistency.
1: That's it. If we're going to lose to Millwall tomorrow, then you're like, right, we're still back at pretty much where we were a month ago. Yeah. Um, But we are further on than we were two months ago. So, you know, I think... I don't know. I, I, I like you said, overall with their performance, I thought we were really good against... I, I don't know if... I've seen a couple of people say I'll Stoke to disappoint him, but I think that you have to put us into that <laughs> equation why yeah. were they disappointed by their own standards but like i said the view from really positive um in terms of what they said about us as well i think and all the neutrals to benjamin bloom as well and they are all basically saying it were a close game united deserve to win so i, I think that's i've changed my view from straight after the game so i'm, I'm capped in hindsight but <laughs> after watching the highlights and thinking about it i think we deserve the three points well
0: that's why we wait 48 plus hours to record the, that's in this it instance yeah so Stokes <laughs> uh, you know we we lost a close game uh, against Bournemouth and we won a close game here both mm. I think both games we were more than competitive in you could make a case we deserve to win both of them you know if things had broken slightly differently we might have lost them and I guess it, yeah. I guess it becomes a big result because of what we said you know three defeats in a row that's I don't know. You're not, you're not writing the season off, maybe you're reaching for the pen at that point. You're, you're getting the ink ready. Yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. oh dear, this is going badly. But uh, you know, as I said on the preview pod, Stoke have been a good team all season. They still. I, I right now would say they're more likely to make the playoffs than than we are for sure. I mean, I'm...
1: I was actually impressed by him. I think mm-hmm. they've
0: got a little bit of everything. I, I don't think. That, I'm, I imagine they can play better. I'm not saying they were fantastic on
1: the day, but I can see why they're up there because they are they are physically. Big side, um, especially the the guy at the back. Suter,
0: yeah, the, the <laughs> yeah. Aussie International, yeah, flipping it. Yeah, I think he is 6'7", uh, seven actually. And uh, yeah. he, he looks a big six seven, put it like that. He really does. And I think I, I, they've got the physical side of it.
1: Um, I think they've got a good array of strikers for this level. Obviously, Brown, Fletcher came on, who always thinks an handful in the championship. And they've also got Campbell to Campbell's come back to come as out. well. Yeah, yeah really Powell. Good. Yeah, Powell. So, they've got a bit of firepower. And they play a bit. They, they're not a long ball side um, or anything like that. But they have got that in the game. They have got a little bit of everything. Um, and I think if if I imagine that I can see why they were up there, even if they weren't they weren't at the best, I wouldn't have thought, against us, but I can still see why they were up there. Yeah,
0: it's probably not the boldest shout to say they're more likely to finish in the playoffs than us when they are six points ahead of us as it starts mm-hmm. I'm sure they're probably shorter odds than us right now, uh, if you look at the bookmakers. But yeah, they they look a more... I don't know. I'm only going on one game. But they they like you said, they look a pretty complete team. They've only lost to ourselves, Fulham, and they lost a close game to Derby, I think, who... How many points have Derby had deducted? Is it 12 at the moment? 12, yeah. Yeah, So so they would be... Derby would be on the same amount of points as us. So, you know, they they, they are a mid-team.
1: I I think they didn't... We've said it all. I don't think this game has changed my mind in, in the outside of maybe two or three teams, Bournemouth, Fuller, maybe... I mean, West Brom were appalling against Birmingham by all accounts, but... I, I think that it is a much of a, I think we can beat anybody in you know from third onwards or whatever and they can beat us as well and I think Stoke's just another one of those teams the reason I think they'll get in the playoffs or they'll be up there is because they seem to have a little bit more quality I think than a lot more teams in this league
0: yeah and uh, decent defensively as well which yeah. we, we are not yet how many goals have they conceded now let's have a look uh, yeah that 18? was say again sorry
1: is it 18 or have I no, gone it's, way, uh, way, uh, way that... over the top there that's us isn't it yeah <laughs> uh,
0: we're on, we're on 17. They're on 13 now. So it was right, it right. Was, yeah, 11 going into that game. Um, yeah, we outshot them. We had the. I'm a nerd, and I went back and looked through all their games so far this season. That's the. Apart it. from the big defeat to Fulham, that's the highest expected goals that Stoke have allowed all season. So mm-hmm. I'd, I'd highlight they were a good defensive team before the uh, before the game, and we created enough to score two plus goals. Um, three, yeah, three I know they have got a four
1: away record as well. But that said, they have actually only lost three all yeah. season, home and away. So, of which
0: one was us on Saturday? So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so just, uh, I, I want to just run through some of the uh, the events of the game, the big chances. I suppose team news wise, we we I think we were pretty. Uh, you, can you be unanimous if there's only two of you? Let's let's just say yes. We're yeah. unanimous in uh, <laughs> in sort of thinking that this was a game to leave Norwood out for, but yeah. He, does stay in the team Uh, Bogle in for Bulldog is the only change Um, do you want to anything you want to say about Bogle's performance in this one
1: I don't think he did enough to warrant saying that's it he's now got the shirt I don't recall him making any errors at all defensively which is what we were worried about Hmm. but I think he only really got forward on a couple of occasions and on one of those occasions with that really really poor cross in the first half if you remember um, where he's like got a bit of time and he just puts a really rubbish chip to the back post, but oh, he did yeah. do well obviously in the second where he got to the byline with a good ball from Sharp. I don't think I think it's I think it's a toss up between Baldock and Bogle from those perform the last couple of performances that Baldock's put in and that one from Bogle.
0: Yeah, it, it was there wasn't anything there that concerned me, uh, no. and there wasn't no. anything there that particularly excited me as well. It's just like. I was expecting more chaos. <laughs> you know, I was just, come on, exactly do, that. Yeah, show me, show me some anarchy, Jaden Vogel. Yeah, I have to admit there
1: were a couple of times where it was Gibbs White defending, and I thought it was Bogle. go, <laughs> well done, but it was Gibbs White. <laughs> yeah, well, I, obviously
0: you we're getting up and down the pitch, like yeah, are all over the place. I'll just jump on your point there, actually, because this it, is possibly one of Gibbs White's quieter games, but I do want to mention this. I, I really, I came out of that out of the match thinking absolutely hats off to Gibbs White because he, he put a yeah. proper shift in. You know, he wasn't... Um, he didn't really affect the game offensively, I didn't think. I think he looked good when he got the ball,
1: um, but he didn't get on the ball as much as he probably usually does. Yes.
0: But particularly in the second half, it was almost like he was playing like a, a right wing back in mm-hmm. support of Bogle. And yeah, yeah. The, the effort that he was putting in getting up and down the right side, I, I really... I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm giving too much credit here, but... I just think that was a. He just put in a really good shift, and I respect yeah. the. I respect the effort, you know, because you, you get a flair you know, a flare player. You know, is he a Billy big time coming from the Premier League? He's, yeah. he's only here on loan. He knows he's going back to the Premier League at the end of the season, if not before. He works. Yeah. He works blooming hard and really is doing his best to help our chances. And obviously, yeah. by doing so, he's helping himself. You cannot
1: knock his whatever you think of, you know. It just so happens he's absolutely fantastic as well. But even if he wasn't, you, I don't think you could knock his uh, his work rate at all. I think NJ as well. I think that's a, a part of his game that's quite overlooked. I think he gets back and mm. and puts tackles in and things. And I I actually thought I'm not sure. This is it's a weird display because I don't think anyone really stood out until obviously McGoldrick came on and and did what he did, but. I think there's a shout to St. James our best player I felt before he went off I think he was the one who would he was causing more problems than Gibbs White like for me anyway
0: yeah he, he had another good game for sure um, I think first chance of the game was the, the inevitable <clears throat> excuse me chance from a corner uh, which I believe was uh, it's Jacob Brown right the the, yeah. the striker yeah I think it was yeah, Brown or the Barnsley man yeah that's correct yes he uh, he outjumps Fleck at the back post, and um, I'm guessing, knowing where you sit on the cup, you were probably fairly in line with this header, yeah. weren't you? Yeah. And uh, I imagine, like me, you before the guy had even headed it, were like, "Oh, it's one nil." Yeah. <laughs> From yeah. pretty much their first goal. Well,
1: yeah, exactly that. Yeah, I thought, well, that's it. And, and when he got cleared off the line, I was like, "That that can't have been sharp." <laughs> <laughs>
0: but obviously, it was. Great anticipation by Sharp because at first, uh, in in real time, I just thought, "Oh, he stood on the post like he's done his job." Mm. And then you watch it back and he, he's not stood on the post at all. He's, you know, he's marking somebody, but he uh, anticipates what's about to happen, which he, obviously we share levels of anticipation with Sharp because we he also knew that this was heading into the back of the net. Yeah,
1: yeah. And
0: uh, he gets in there to get it away and um, I can't remember who it is. I think it's a stoke right back then sort of hooks it just wide of goal. Yeah. Gibbs White has an overhead kick that uh, I think hits Bogle in the face. Like <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I completely forgot this chance until I watched it back. But Gibbs-White has a header from, I believe, uh, Osborne's cross. This is a great chance. I don't know. it
1: is. I I didn't realise at the time, again, same as you with the highlights, I was like, what? I didn't realise it with that. I thought he'd actually done well to get with it. He's got a score, really, have not he?
0: Yeah, I mean, um, uh, Fotmob, the uh, app I use to check stats and stuff. stuff. They had that as a, I think it was a 0.6 XG chance, which is, for context, is not much less than Mousset's header against um, Bournemouth in terms yeah. of how good a chance that was. Um, I
1: did see on the Benjamin Bloom channel, I don't know if this backs up what you've got in front of you or whatever, but Stoke didn't actually have a, 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 a an XG, what you class as a real chance in the entire game.
0: No, I don't think they did. Uh, I'll, I'll just bring it up while we're talking their um yeah their stats from this game but yeah they had uh yeah 0. 0.7 xg of which Mm-mm. more than half was from set pieces and i'm guessing the majority of that was the um the, the brown yeah yeah the one that was cleared off the line but yeah it was a great chance for gives what i don't know what i don't know if a defender gives him a nudge just before oh, he my... jumps but he seems to jump past the ball basically and
1: I have to, like I said at the time, I wasn't thinking that oh, that's a great chance
0: we've missed. But mm. when you look back, yeah, it really was. Yeah, uh, another good chance was from uh, from Norwood, who as I said stayed in the team, mm. puts in a lovely ball for Sharp at the at uh, the back post, very reminiscent of um, the goal against Norwich City in the Premier League. Uh, I don't know if you recall that one It's clear. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. The diving had a brilliant bullet header i've seen a couple of people say he should do better and it's straight at the keeper i'm not sure about that to be honest i know you expect him to score
0: because he's billy sharp
1: but I, I don't know can he do much more there i'm not
0: sure heading is hard i will say that much it's
1: a scooping diving header i think you, yeah. you think if i get this on target
0: he's probably going to go in but decent save yeah exactly uh yeah a good save by davis great cross from norwood i think that was Uh, i I don't really want to this was a i don't know whether maybe i should give Norwood some credit here actually because i didn't think he was particularly bad no and i I, I thought this would be a game that he had difficulty with i think
1: that i thought it was the right sub to take him off personally because um we we lost we'll come on to the second half obviously after Mm. the goal we needed something else but when we were playing well in the first half i do think no were a big part of that
0: yeah no that's fair um and Jai had a, a, a shot inside the box after a, a great bit of footwork. He also went down for a big penalty shout, which
1: I thought this were a definite pen at the time and I've looked back and I don't think it is. <laughs> See, I've
0: I've sort of flipped my opinion on this the other way. Ah. I thought, oh no, that's just that's just a bit too weak. But look at it again, and he is about to receive the ball in the box, and the only mm-hmm. reason he doesn't receive the ball in the box is because uh Sawyers pushes him over, basically. I'm happy to be talked round. It's not a sort of no way, but at the time I was like,
1: what is the ref doing as clearly? And then I was like, ah, oh, <laughs>
0: could, could have gone either way. I th- yeah. Having seen it again, I think it's more of a penalty than I did in real time, but yeah. uh it, it, it wasn't a, a atrocious decision from uh, a referee who perhaps we will mention again later in this. But yeah, yeah. A, a great bit of football from Injai. He sort of hits it at the keeper on the turn. He has another one deflected over from... About seven or eight yards as and well. This is
1: where I sort of, when I came out saying a draw would have been a fair result, it was these first half chances went a lot back. Where I, I probably got them out of my brain because of what happened in the second half. there. Mm. we really should have been leading them at time in this game.
0: Yeah, we ended the first half really strongly, didn't we? Like the last yeah. sort of fifteen minutes or so, it was. And I thought we started the second really strongly. Obviously, we got mm. into
1: the the um where Stevens hits wide and Bogle gets behind, and I do think the Stoke goal came out of nowhere at the time.
0: Yeah, it totally did. Yeah, just cover off that, that chance. Yeah, the, I think it's Souter tries to leave it um, mm. after uh, Sharp puts in Bogle. And I think this happened two or three times in the game where they tried to shepherd it out, and we ended up getting the ball on the byline. Yeah. I can remember Gibbs-White did one in the first half where he won a corner. I think Osborne mm. hmm, Osborne did it just after a chance. Maybe it was after... I can't remember. It was a chance in the first half, but he managed to... Was it after the penalty, shower? Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. That sounds right. Um so yeah, Bogle gets to the byline, almost forces an own goal off the Stoke defender, but he just mm. manages to hook it away and then yeah, Stevens uh drills one, maybe a foot wide of the post. that were in. I did think that were in that. Yeah, I think I think quite a few people did. Mm. And then as you say, you know, after that strong start to the second half, they take the lead out of pretty much nothing. I mean, it's a yeah. it's a really good finish. Um a good ball into Brown on the edge of the box, Flex slides in to try and make a tackle and is too slow, basically or too yeah. short, whichever yeah. you want to put it. <laughs> Misses it, and then uh, I think it's Norwood comes back to close down with Egan. But I mean, I don't know. I, do you do you <clears throat> think we could have defended this better? I think it's what it's, it's
1: bizarre because if you if you're scoring that goal, you're not saying poor defending by Stoke. <laughs> you're thinking like, oh, what a fantastic goal! I, I think every goal. I suppose technically can be stopped, but I think it's a really good finish, and it's a it's a chance that what eight times out of ten doesn't probably doesn't even go on target. Mm. I think we could have done better, but I don't think it was like a huge error or anything like that. I think Norwood and Egan both probably stood off. Too much, Um and we
0: yeah, and it's a really good finish to be fair. I need I need to watch it again, but I don't feel like they did stand off that much. I think they're really close to Brown. I think he you're just takes right. it really. He just spins and hits it really early, and it's just obviously a good we're
1: looking at this through a uh, how can we improve sort of way. Yeah, yeah, but, but you're probably all right. I think if I'm watching that as a neutral, I'm not saying God that was terrible might like, what are they doing there. Do you know what
0: I mean? So yeah. I realise actually I've missed the, the chance uh, in the first half that you mentioned where uh, Brown. Oh, yeah. Brown gets sort of put through. He's about 40 yards out, and he's probably about 25 yards when he shoots, and uh, mm-hmm. Olsen makes a decent save from that one. But, yeah, uh, Brown here, he, he spins and shoots into the corner. I think he takes it so early that I do think um, Olsen is, sort of, is not quite set for it. Olsen well, so, took a deflection on his channel, but I, I can't see that myself. But I didn't see that. Um, no. yeah, in real time or watching it back. Uh, no. no, I think he's. I think he's just slightly. It's just not quite set for it because it's such a surprising shot. Yeah, um, I can't, yeah, I can't blame the keeper at all for that one. Yeah, really good finish, and then yeah, a grim fifteen or twenty minutes follows, and I. I can't blame anybody who like looks at this and is. Very unhappy about <laughs> how we played. I, I mm-hmm. mean, I, I'll, yeah, full disclosure. I said to my dad during this, I was like, "This is quite embarrassing." To be honest, it's just mm. just how how much in control Stoke were. I mean, <clears throat> didn't create much. There was only that Powell shot that you mentioned that went, yeah, close. it just went wide. I think
1: it, I think Stoke will look back and rue this twenty minutes more than anything else in the game, including the goals, because I think if with a little bit more. Uh, I, I won't say, I don't know, with a little bit more guile maybe and a bit more attacking sensibility, they they may they, they should have really put us to bed because we could not get of the ball for that 20 minutes. And this is undoubtedly what's clouded my judgment and yeah. probably other people's judgment when they came out because it was bad. It was a bad, bad 20 minutes. And it's really difficult to to just sort of take that out of... the, Because other than that, I thought we actually did well. We played well outside, mm. but that 20 minutes was really poor. And I think
0: Stoke will probably be kicking themselves if they didn't make more of it. Or, just, or that they just had a stranglehold on the game. Because I, I don't feel like we played badly during that 15 or 20 minutes, whatever it was. It's just
1: I they were, get
0: the ball off them. could not get the ball off them. And it, it looked like a game from last season where mm. we're just watching it going, ah, oh, crap, these are just... Miles better than us, and how on earth are we going to get back into this? So they yeah. they, they took the lead on the fifty-fifth minute. They score, Um mm. and yeah, I mean, right up until the equaliser, which arrives twenty-five minutes later. I don't. And that
1: wasn't coming. That equaliser. There was. No, I don't think anyone in the ground can say, "Yep, yeah,
0: I knew that were happening." <laughs> That's exactly my point. It was a it was a grim 20, 20, 15, 20 minutes or so after the goal, and you know we make. The... After
1: I don't know if you saw the interview where he said it were a psychological. Problem rather than anything else. Mm. Um, mainly because the heads had gone down.
0: Yeah. Which is. Uh, that is worrying. But what's not worrying is the fact that we did eventually turn it around. But yeah, yeah I thought, um, you know, I, I guess it's that midfield three of Stoke is. I think one thing they will excel at is periods like this where mm-hmm. you just can't get off them. Alan, Alan Vranchich, and Sawyers. Very yeah. good, very good ball players. Um, I actually. I thought Sawyer's had an excellent game, apart yeah. from <laughs> his the involvement goal. in the goal. In the, what yeah, they goal?
1: shout out to off Four Blades, because I didn't notice this at the time. He he put a tweet out which uh, alerted me to it. Um, yeah, he does not track McGoldrick
0: whatsoever, does he? He doesn't, and I think this is the McGoldrick problem, if you like, in, in terms of the problem he causes for other teams. He's like... Mm. Where does McGoldrick play? Whose responsibility is he? I mean, yeah, should a should a central midfielder have responsibility for McGoldrick? I mean, probably should as part of like a a front four essentially or a yeah, three yeah. behind a striker. Did but... we
1: have today where we were talking about why Borussia went on the bench and he said I like to have two strikers uh, on the bench and that's it because because McGoldrick he classes as a half and half.
0: <laughs> oh, I didn't which, actually. That's cool. Yeah,
1: which is which is. Exactly right. I don't know what he is, if you yeah. know what I mean. I don't he's not a central midfielder, he's not a striker, he's not a winger. But the this is why he causes issues, because he's all over the place when he when he's when
0: he's on form. I'll tell you what he is. He's a game changer. He's
1: a good i gonna call him the goat. Yep.
0: <laughs> David McGame changer is what I'm gonna call him from <laughs> now on. Um I'm not gonna do it, that, it's terrible. <laughs> edit, edit that out, forget it. Um so we we attempted to change the game. Uh, 12 minutes after the goal, Muse comes on for Osborne, who had been playing uh, attacking midfield. So that was more of a, uh, a two-up top, which didn't really work, I don't think. This is I thought though.
1: Moussae looked really energetic, in fairness to him. I've seen... I, think it, I, I can't remember. I saw someone said they were like a headless chicken, which... He's a bit of a step up from what we have seen from him in other games. To be fair, <laughs> I know that sounds awful, but he did look like he was putting the effort in. He made a lot, of, you know, two or three sprints that came to nothing, but which were not his fault that it came to nothing. And I did think he gave us a little bit more, I and mean, we looked a bit more dangerous. I think.
0: Well, he was on the pitch, so he was giving us more than we've seen for a long time. That's, that's very that's true. The thing. That is
1: very true,
0: yeah. Uh, Hurrahan comes on for Norwood in a sort of straight swap. This is on 71 minutes. And then mm-hmm. 77 minutes, McGoldrick comes on for Njai. So McGoldrick comes on in the 77th minute. He creates the equaliser in the 80th minute. and scores the winner in the 83rd minute. <laughs> that's not a bad shift off the bench, is it? And I, I just, I, I, let, I was walking out the ground thinking... He can score an own goal in every game for the rest of his United career, and he will always be one of my favourite players. He is.
1: He, I've said before, he's up there for me. He'd be. I don't know. If he's one of the best players, but he's, he's certainly in the top three or four favourite ever United players. So I just. I love watching him play. I love. I, I love. It's so. It's quite rare to have a player that skillful at United, to be completely honest. And I think when we signed him, we all thought he was basically a journeyman striker. And I think the rest yeah. of the division probably still think that as well. People aren't seeing him. I think the Ipswich fans know mm. how good he is because they, they told us basically when we signed him. But even I, even now, I, I look at him and I think, why have you not played? I know he can't finish and stuff, but you know he should have been playing at least a top-end championship club for the, for the entirety of his career. Yeah.
0: Well, at least he's playing for a top-end championship club at the end of his career. Hopefully, like, so
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Edit that out if it. <laughs> uh,
0: so he cre- I, he creates the equalizer um, not only by getting the direct assist for it, but uh, the, the bit of play in the build-up. Uh, and a small mention for Ben Davies here because I, I think this mm-hmm. is one of the th- this is what Ben Davies brings to our team. Obviously, being a centre back, you wanted to be able to defend. He can defend. But he can also play a forty-yard plus, excuse me, forty-yard pass into the feet of our strikers straight through the midfield, and that's what he does here to start this move. Um, this is
1: not the first time he's done it as well. I have seen understandable criticism of Davis um, about his, you know, lack of physicality. That's not that's not him. We, we knew what we were buying. You know, we knew what we were getting with him. We, the Preston fans like said that you need someone big next to him, and I I actually thought Egan would fairly average i think in this game i don't i don't know if they, they suit each other but in an attacking sense i think he's been really really good for a center off who's playing in a two i think he's set up a, a number of attacks actually
0: yeah absolutely so he, he pings this ball into mcgoldrick's feet uh, mcgoldrick uh I, I don't know i think he does touch it don't he it's either it's either a dummy mm. or a little flick around the corner to sharp yeah sharp with a lovely return this is the other th- great thing about mcgoldrick he you know he's got a defender on his back when he when he sort of flips that ball around the corner and then he's gone. Whoever's supposed to be picking him up is I think it's uh, I think it's actually Suter that goes out or maybe Suter goes out to sharp actually. Yeah. But he's then all out. You know he he's gone. Then the defender cannot get back to him. Mm. Sharp touches it back inside and then McGoldrick slides it through the remaining defender and there is Musa to finish in front of the cop, which I. Unfortunately, thought he'd missed.
1: I did, I <laughs> did. I, I thought both, of... both goals fully enough.
0: I thought, I thought they both gone wide. <laughs> uh, no, I think the drinks happened so fast for me that uh, I didn't really have time to process that it might go wide. Yeah. But um, yeah, Musa, you know, slams it into the net. It's not the—I know he's one-on-one. But it's not the easiest finish. When the ball no, comes it's across. Finish. Like... Nice finish, nice finish.
1: I'd like to say as well that, um, is the. I think people were getting frustrated because they were saying, "Oh, there's only one in the box," and all this sort of stuff because they were only sharp up front on his own. I think the plan for me, all game, was to try and lure those defenders out. Mm-hmm. I think we were trying to, and which is what McGoldrick did in, in this, this is the perfect illustration of what we were trying to do. He brought them out and then you've got a man in the box. I don't think we, we're we getting it at the wings and people and get it in, get it in. The guys are like six foot seven or whatever you just said it were. You know, we I mean? were never going to win anything from just like, hopeful crosses or direct balls into the area the only way we're going to get around them is with this sort of interchanging system where you're bringing people out of position and to be honest it didn't work up for most of the second half but this is what this is what we were trying to do and i think Slav will be delighted that that's actually come off
0: yeah absolutely uh is this musa's first league goal since what the previous season
1: yeah tottenham um Tottenham at uh, Tottenham at home. Yeah. Good God Almighty! So that yeah. was. June I mean, to be fair, he's played about four games in that <laughs> game.
0: <laughs> well, that is true, but he he looks very happy. The pirate is back. Get the uh, get the emojis out. Yeah. <laughs> I like Moose. I want him to do well. His contract's up at the end of the summer. Let, let's hope he has a, a blinding season, and you know, either earns himself another contract or. Fires us up the league and then gets a move somewhere else. No, but it's, I don't it's
1: what... funny today. He's come out today and people say, "I think it was Sheffield United." Well, congratulations by the way to them for winning the. Uh, oh yeah, forgot to for the awards. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, the
0: FCAs. Yeah, congratulations to Hal and Nick. Was it best yeah. best podcast and best content creator? Was
1: it second best podcast now? <laughs> <laughs> best, best, best podcast, uh, yeah, and best content creator So yeah, carry on the good work, lads. Really, uh, really happy for you there. Yeah.
0: It's going to be the hardest-working Sheffield United fans on the internet, I think, haven't
1: they? If were more like Hal and Nick. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Perfectly tied together there. <laughs> what, what, what were you saying, sorry, before this?
1: Yeah, I think it was Sheffield United who put it out. They said, would you uh, give Moose a new contract? Because we've got I, I didn't realise this, but we've got a year option at the end of this season. Okay. Um, and right now, you're watching like in this 10-minute cameo, and you're thinking, yeah, because he's got everything. But... After 20 minutes on Millwall, uh, yeah, on Tuesday against Millwall, when he's getting stretched off again, <laughs> so it's so difficult. I think I'm not saying anything new. I don't think here. I think he's quite obviously the most talented striker at the club in terms of as a striker. Mm. He's, he's, a, he's a decent finisher. He's fast. He's, he's strong. He's got everything that everybody knows. All this. It's just about him keeping fit. He's. I think. I think there's a definite shout to say that if he, what we saw in the Premier League, there is a shout to say it'd even be better than Mitrovic if he if he could keep that form. up, but he did in the those three months in the Premier League. He's I think ex- be the best fine.
0: striker in the league. He's more explosive yeah. than Mitrovic, I'd say. Yeah, I mean that's that's the, that's the rare quality he brings is that explosiveness, which is kind of hard to hard to define. But anyone who's watched him at United since he signed will know what I'm talking about. It's just, I mean, he's... I don't want to tangent too much down this on the basis of you know one one cameo where he gets one mm-hmm. goal for the first time in 18 months or whatever. But, um, so we're in the box seat then if he's got a one-year, if we've got an option on yeah. a one-year extension. And I'm not confident. I'm not going to lie.
1: We've had him for three seasons. I don't see why this one goal is all of a sudden going to change anything. Yeah. But if it does... We have got the, like, everybody knows how good he is. You know, he's, he's most defenders at this level, if he's playing like he did in that three-month period in the Premier League, you are just not going to be able to handle him because Premier League teams couldn't.
0: Yeah. The only thing I'd say is, is, I'd say his fitness issues are, they are what they are. I don't think they're going to change. No, point. I, I agree. Least, I do
1: least. agree. And I think it's going to be a, a, a pretty blunt end to his to his time, to be honest. But I hope he proves me wrong.
0: Yeah. yeah, just... Uh... I don't know, not not to be complete Debbie Downer, but I'd say it's probably it's probably fifty fifty that he gets injured in his next game because that's just what we've mm. seen so much. I mean, if he, you know, imagine if he start if he starts against uh, Millwall tomorrow night, which I, I don't think he will, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to be sat there on the edge of my seat, like panicking every time he sprints or every time he yeah. goes for a challenge, just because he looks
1: shattered at the end. He always does, but <laughs> he, he does. did absolutely. Well. I saw him in Sainsbury's actually. Well, he looked shattered in there as well. So. <laughs> Just buying some bed anywhere, so
0: <laughs> <laughs> fantastic. But he, uh, so he gets the equaliser. The moose strikes. Um, Stoke respond with a, a double change. They swap. Um, uh, they swap their attackers essentially. Fletcher and Fletcher comes on for Brown, and uh, Surridge comes on for Nick Powell. Uh, neither of whom did. Very much although Fletcher curled in a beautiful twenty five yards. was a phenomenal
1: finish. And he won an edder at the end in fairness. He beat Davis in the yeah, air, which is where you know people will criticise Davis. He did win an edder right at the end that luckily didn't come to anything. Um I think again, I, this is why I've got a I think Stoker better than people may think, is because that's, I don't think they're too bad subs to come on, really, at this level. Fletcher and Surridge.
0: Surridge is having a good season, certainly. And Fletcher's mm. uh, Fletcher's got a good pedigree at this level. You have to.
1: Fletcher's just your archetypal sort of, you know, he's been there, he's done it, he's going to, he's going to be a nuisance.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, the the header that he won, Fletcher. That wasn't. You're not referencing the one where he. It, it won a header against Surridge. Right? I think it was after well, taking the maybe, lead.
1: Maybe, maybe maybe I am to be fair. <laughs> I just remember him winning header at the end. I thought it was against Davis. No, well... I, no, I don't
0: know. I think that you, there's probably a separate one. But there was a point yeah. where they both jumped for the same header, and <laughs> he flicked it on to, uh, to Olson basically. And it was like, oh, thanks very much, Steve. Appreciate <laughs> that. But yeah, lovely finish from Fletcher from 25 yards. Might be the best goal of his career. That one actually. Mm, brilliant. Curled, curled right into the top corner. But anyway, uh, you, that one obviously did not count. But the one that did count. David McGoldrick getting the winning goal and ah oh, this just made me think football's so simple isn't it yeah what what an easy game football is really why don't we do this more often <laughs> hand passes to Ender he just waits for McGoldrick to find a bit of space hits it into his feet McGoldrick first times it into the back of the net i think that, as with um, as with Stokes goal i think the the speed with which McGoldrick takes this shot wrong foots the keeper and then it goes in front of the cop and two one. Mm-hmm. I think that is McGoldrick's first goal in front of proper home crowd since Brentford at home in wow. What was that? March twenty yeah. eighteen. I think you're right. Twenty nineteen. Right. Excuse uh, yeah.
1: me. Yeah, I did mean to look into this actually, but I think you are right. I think I think it is. Um, I can't remember at... any of
0: this. Just obviously just...
1: scored against Burnley but that were in front of like a 1000 fans or whatever it was.
0: Yeah, which which I was there, so that was nice. But um, yeah, yeah, 12th 12th March 2019 he scored a header in front of the Kop end and then I don't believe he scored another home goal that season. He obviously scored at, um at Hull uh, mm-hmm. a few few weeks after this. Yeah. But way. yeah, I don't I don't think he scored another home goal that season. Then obviously uh in the his Premier f- League first Premier League goal was Chelsea during the pandemic. So yeah. It's been a long, old time since McGoldrick's had a proper celebration in front of the Blades fans, and mm-hmm. um, yes, yeah, uh, lovely sight to see that uh, that flex in front of the cup yes. again, with not it? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I, again, I mean, it's bizarre. The I, I'm trying to think, did he? This is I'm not criticizing him, man on the march. Did he do much else like, in that, other than those two? It's like I loved that, it was almost not like really. I'm I'm going to I've, I've one game now. I'm just going <laughs>
0: uh, to. I, I laughed far too hard when I saw he was man of the match. <laughs> yeah, I think, but then it, I think... again,
1: it, it was the game changer, as you said. You it know, he was, was the it was the he was the reason we won the game.
0: Yeah, I think he touched it eleven times. <laughs>
1: man of the match. <laughs> yeah,
0: but what more do you want? A goal and assist in seven minutes. He, he completely flips the script on, as you noted earlier, mm. a game that we had no control over, no grasp on, no way we were going to get back into it, and then he comes on. You know, it's not like he scored a. Uh, it's not like he, you know, won a won a header and flicked it on for the equalizer. It was an no, no. incredible bit of craft and movement and awareness and the kind of football that I don't think we have. Maybe Gibbs White has got this in his locker as well, but I don't think there's anyone else in our squad that can could have set that chance up the way that he no. did. And yeah, I love the guy.
1: What a what I a player! Think after this goal, as well, by the way, we look the more likely to score again. I think if the game had gone on an extra. Ten minutes, you might have got another one. I'm glad it didn't, by the way. Because, <laughs> but, but I think you know the way. It was, I don't think Stoke offered anything after this. I think it's a sucker punch. Obviously, you're one nil up, and then suddenly two one down. But I think Sharp had a chance where I think he should probably do better. Where mm. I mean, it's difficult because it's on the volley. But again, it's Sharp. You expect him to get it on target or get something, you know, better chance there. Then there was that other one from Sharp where him and Moose sort of get in each other's way, and that oh, were actually yeah. a
0: decent chance as well. Yeah, you're right. That first one you mentioned, great bit of play by Fleck there, actually. Yeah, yeah. I think had a better game in hindsight than I thought at the time. I think he was our best midfielder on the
1: day, Fleck. I think he, he ran with it a lot. It didn't always come off, to be fair. He looked awful in that 20-minute spell mm. of with Norwood. This is where you see the bad side of him. Where other teams have got control, they going to offer you very, very little. But when we were on the front four, I thought Norwood were a big part of that. Sorry, Fleck. Fleck and Norwood, to be fair, were a big part of that. Yeah. Uh,
0: but yeah, Fleck, a yeah, good run forward. He, he chips that ball to the back post for Sharpen. And- yeah, like you, I was, I was like, oh, Billy, and I was like, oh, come on, that's that's quite a difficult chance, that. Yeah. But yeah. I've seen Sharp score that. I've seen mm-hmm. him at the target with those before. I was expecting that to be three-one and a you know ultimate ultimate turnaround there. But just just the two goals for the Blades, and uh, as you say, yeah, we we sort out pretty comfortably. I mean, apart from Stoke winning a corner, but that didn't come to anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was a oh much yeah,
1: because I have, because I, I
0: didn't watch it, <laughs> so yeah, I don't know what happened with that call. I just sort of turned away, but <laughs> yeah, well, full time is blown by Mr. Keith Stroud. Not too long after this, uh, who I, I requested to try and just stay out of the way, and I suppose to be fair, he sort of did. He's so
1: I think Deadbat put this in his report. He's so fussy. He's so I mean, with that way, Joanne J is in the area slightly, and and, mm. and oh, it's just. I don't know. It, it, I mean, it, I've seen him a lot worse.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, I still would really not like to see him refereeing us ever again, to be honest. Um, but, yeah, there you go. A, t- a 2-1 win over a good team. They, I'd be really surprised if they're not challenging for the playoffs at the end of the season. They, yeah, they're so. gonna I'm be surprised you met
1: game. them in the playoffs, to be honest. Oof. That's a, that's a... How's about that for how's about that for arrogance? After yeah, throwing? that's a bold shout.
0: <laughs> and uh, no, you know, not to get overly magnanimous, but um, it was a good game. I really, I thought it was a you know, uh, both teams tried to win the game from the first whistle. I thought you know there was no element of time wasting particularly from Stoke. Not. They weren't particularly, you know, a gamesmanship type team or anything like that. They no, got, no, got some nice nice yeah, ball players.
1: From um, and like sound under view from after the definitely the the soundest fans this season. I think we, I think you messaged me that you're open for some bitterness, but <laughs> <laughs> but we we didn't get any, unfortunately.
0: No, we didn't. Indeed, uh, What, what do I want to say about this. Oh yeah, and also I was marginally relieved because uh, I'd, I'd hyped this game up beforehand, saying there was no way it was going to be nil-nil or something nil to one team I was I was confident there was going to be yeah. plenty of goals and yeah. uh, it, it was indeed entertaining um, any any final thoughts on the game, individuals anything like that, I've got uh, just a couple more to lob out there But uh, I, think... I think
1: we've pretty much mentioned everyone other than Osborne and Sharp in, in sort of detail, I thought Sharp again were a nuisance, I think people are looking at his record now and probably saying he's only scored two goals in open play and he's been like the main striker now for, for a month or so I think he's all round. Pl- I can't believe how they were on about this actually on the uh, not the top twenty podcast where the guy were like sort of. I'm, I'm sorry, I don't know the names, but um, one of them were like, was just he were genuinely stunned at how Billy Sharp's changed his game from the last time he saw him, which would have been three seasons ago, obviously in the yeah. championship. Just said his all round game and he's bringing people out and he's he's a nuisance. Don't think he were his best benefit especially the imagination. But again, I thought he, he showed parts to his game which he, I don't think we ever knew he had.
0: Yeah, this. There's a third one that uh, has temporarily slipped my mind, but it's he obviously plays the first time pass back to McGoldrick for the equalizer. Yeah. He's it's also him that plays the ball behind the defender where Bogle gets to the byline and ends up getting uh, yeah ends up with Stevens shooting wide and yeah that's that's a part of his game that I I didn't know was there a couple of seasons ago you know that mm-hmm. ability to drift into intelligent spaces and then play a really good pass through to uh, through to a teammate so yeah I. I Thought he had a, a decent enough, certainly at least, kind of game. Um, the only other person I was going to mention is Ender Stevens, who I think the probably the best game from a Blades left back this season, and get, get closer to the Ender Stevens that we saw a couple of seasons ago. Not better
1: a better performer. I think it's certainly a performance which puts him as first choice, or like undoubted first choice left back for the time being. I think um mm-hmm. the, the last two performances, you were thinking. I don't really care who plays in that position because they've both got massive faults at the moment with Norrit and Davis and Stevens. I think that, that performance, if he carries that on, yeah, I'll, I'll take that. Just a solid, solid performance, I felt on the whole. A couple of mistakes, but nothing, you know, nothing major.
0: Yeah. I think one of the things I felt at full time, uh, obviously, obviously joy, but also I do still feel there's, although I don't know if I'm being over optimistic here, but I do feel there's more levels for this team to go mm. to. And yeah. I'll, I'll use, this is a little bit backhanded compliment of Ender, I suppose, but he he was one of a few players where I just felt like, with a bit more confidence... And, yeah. Uh, it's, it's more than confidence. It's like, it's willingness to take a chance, basically. I, guess I think it, the mentality I guess is, is still...
1: I think we sh- we showed after that 1-0 that the mentality is still a massive issue. And yeah. I don't know really what you can do about that other than carry on winning games. Yeah. That, the last season is absolutely... I mean, it's more, it, look at us as fans. You know, we... <laughs> think the worst like I mean we do anyway but you know even more so now because it does score you those things and you go one nil down the heads go down I don't think anything any manager really I don't think like Slav's doing anything wrong by not motivating or anything it's a you know that's that's there that's just life isn't it so yeah
0: but yeah there's a there was a few times Stevens was one Fleck was another uh, I think Bogle as well actually where I just thought just have, have a shot like you know yeah. you, you've you've done the hard work you've or oh, maybe not even have a shot, but just take another 10 yards, you know, pull yeah. a defender towards you, commit, commit someone to actually Flight have to step two out. Or three, three,
1: two or three times when he ran with the ball, and I was saying that I don't mind that. As long mm. as he's, you know, I prefer him to do that, than this sort of, I don't know, this sort of crab version of John Fleck, that we've sometimes <laughs> seen, where he's just going from side to side. I prefer him to have a go. Yeah. I think the, pro- I, again, you know, the, the problem is the confidence and stuff. He, they're not at the same peak confidence levels as they were when we went up, and, and that that can only change with winning games. Yeah, which which we are
0: doing. Which is you know, this I think is, we're
1: over two points a game now since the the disastrous start since the first international break. Uh, I
0: think you're probably right. Uh, I can't, we're, we're, on, we're on fifteen points, aren't we? And, yeah, uh, yeah. We played seven games since the international break, I believe. So uh, yeah, you're, you're spot on. Um, yeah, and and you know, the, this is what this is why I'm like in that cautiously optimistic mood. Is even though. That sort of uh, the impact on our mentality is still visible. The the team as a whole is good enough to win games at the moment, and the more we win, the better we're going to get. That's probably the most obvious thing I've ever said. But but (laughs) I, 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 you know,
1: it's true. It is
0: true. Yeah, Uh, because yeah, I feel like the team can get better, and uh, and and it can get better with the players that are in the side at the moment. It doesn't. We don't. I mean, I'm sure this will happen over time anyway. Just because this is a you know, we've talked before about this, the cycle of this team coming to an end and a, yeah. a new manager replacing players but I don't feel it's absolutely critical to replace this 11 that's, that was out on the field um, on Saturday. I feel that is very close to what will be our best team this season and yeah the, there's a few players in there that are doing alright and can do better and yeah. I'm hoping that comes together in uh in the next few weeks but yeah not uh, a result not to be sniffed at as I said Stoke are a good team said that before the game I will say it after the game as well and uh we pretty much outplayed them apart from a period after their first go- after the goal where uh, I was very miserable indeed <laughs> watching them knock it around yeah. uh yeah I do like Sawyers. I-, I know he was it was him that didn't track McGoldrick for the winning goal as you said but um, I think he's a really nice footballer, and uh, yeah, yeah. yeah he, he made our midfield two look pretty League One, to be honest, for a period there, which is yeah, we amazing.
1: saw the 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 bad side of it, well, the bad side, the the weak side, and, and Slav said today in the interview again, he said something about nobody because you know he's happy with him, he knows his weaknesses and he knows his strengths, and you know that's I don't think that's like sort of being harsh towards him, towards him and Fleck or anything like that. We know what they're good at. We know what they're bad at. And yeah. we saw the worst and the best, arguably, in this game.
0: Yeah. I was thinking with Norwood, um, you know, I guess I guess one thing of keeping him in the team is <clears throat> everyone else knows where he's supposed to be and he knows where he's supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm not convinced that Hurrahan's a huge upgrade either, to be honest. I think it's just a, almost a like-for-like you know let's just let's just see if it gives us something a little bit different but it's mm. it's probably not going to be hugely different so no yeah. I,
1: I don't think it will be and i think you know slav's not an
0: idiot it put him in if it, if it were going to be <laughs> yeah i would say so indeed uh so great a really good result this weekend uh you know i think you could justifiably say all the teams we've beaten up to that point were down near the bottom of the league uh, i believe that's right i don't think there's anyone particularly above mid table is there no but, no, no Derby, hall and who's the other one Mine's gone. Uh, Peter uh, Derby, Hall and... Oh, that's it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so... coming
1: to yeah, 1-4. Yeah,
0: Come on, please. it got to win more than four out of, Have we really won like, four yeah, out of 12 yeah. games. It really doesn't feel like we've won four out of 12 games. It's because those first <laughs> five games I've already mentally written off. Yeah. Like our pre-season. <laughs> uh, I... Go on, sorry.
1: No, I was about to say, I'm just looking at the league. Now I didn't realise we were above Millwall, actually. we obviously playing next, but Millwall... <laughs> I don't think it's going to be a classic tomorrow unless we get an early goal because Millwall scored eleven goals and conceded thirteen, which compared to us is scoring sixteen and conceding seventeen. They are really low scorers in the league actually. Millwall, but the defence is actually better than they've got the third best best defence in the league actually, and the fourth worst attack.
0: They've been a solid team actually. I was surprised to see them that low down. The joint most amount of draws. They've drawn half their games. Um,
1: Gary Drawer, as they call it. Gary Drawer.
0: Yeah. I I absolutely love that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, This is not going to be a cakewalk, this one, either. No. Uh, I I, I didn't have too much time, but I I looked at some of the underlying numbers for Millwall, and they're basically not as good as Stoke, but probably better than every other team that we've played at home this season. So Mm -hmm. uh, set set your uh, expectations around that, basically. If we make this six points out of six, that's a very, very good start to this week. And then you have a theoretically easier game to come at the weekend. I think
1: that from what I can gather just by what their fans are saying, they will pretty much stick five at the back and try and, you know, it is on the break and it's going to be really frustrating, I think, as a as a game. <laughs> unless we get like a goal in the first half. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Their fans are furious with Rowett, but I'm looking at the results, and that was the first loss in eight, loss in eight. So,
0: which was to Luton, right? It were yeah, no we're Luton. We're on a good run, by the way, Luton at the moment. They had a yeah, that top start, ten, Tenth, yeah,
1: the tenth, yeah, and they've only lost one out of the last six, something like that. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was just the aftermath of the defeat.
0: Yeah, maybe. I'm sure. Uh... I'm sure our own fans, including you and me, would be exactly the same if we just got yeah. turned over by Luton, regardless of how well they're doing and how we're doing. So, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's uh, that's Millwall tomorrow night. But, uh, yeah, great. Um, a, a good performance from the Blades and a, a perfectly good win, I would say, over a, a decent Stoke City side. Um, we'll wrap up there, mate, because, uh, as I yeah. say, there's another game tomorrow night. In fact, in 24 hours, we will be 1-0 up, hopefully. Having, having yeah. got an early goal, Moussa um, yeah, hat trick by this point. exciting <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> I hate to disappoint you, but I don't think Moussa is going to start. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Maybe McGoldrick will though. We'll see. Yeah, will we'll be uh, an interesting team to see. Or probably not too many changes. I wouldn't have thought, unless there's a it's a fitness issue. But uh, yeah, already looking forward to that one. Um, We'll, we'll finish there. But anything uh, anything new to plug? Obviously, the um, the Stoke View from is very complimentary, as you mentioned.
1: Yeah, Millwall View out today as well, where they're mm. very negative um, as well. But I not as funny as normal. I, I always enjoyed the Millwall View, but people might be unsurprised to hear that their forum uh, got shut down <laughs> at one point a couple of years ago. And I think there's been a lot of call of the posters on there. It's not as busy as it used to be um, because... Yeah, some questionable things were, were said on that forum before it got shut down. So it's not as funny as it as it normally is. It's actually just really miserable. But they don't they don't seem to be expecting much. And um, yeah, I've got a new episode of Mainly out, which is the one day in nineteen ninety two where we go through the TV schedule uh, in on twenty six September nineteen ninety two. So check that out as well at Living with Made One.
0: Fabulous stuff. I'm I, I'm torn whether I'm going to listen to that or um, I presume there will be a red half of Sheffield. Episode uh, is that out yet? Have you seen? it? I just looked right?
1: actually uh, before we started this, and it wasn't out then. But I will. Uh, I'll. I'll be refreshing.
0: Yeah, let, let's just give a quick, quick hat tip to those guys. I really enjoy that podcast. I think that's. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I, I. I don't know. <laughs> it's strange that their views seem to align quite closely with ours to the point where I. Sometimes worry that people think we're just basically ripping off everything that they. It's actually it just
1: us with American accent. you are just trying to get more, get more views. That's what it is.
0: Yeah, but uh, yeah, if, if you've not tried that yet, Red Half of Sheffield, two two American Blades who've uh, been following following us since the League One days, and yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's a good podcast. I really enjoy it. So yeah, basically, I'm, I'm torn between that or uh, or your podcast, mate, Living with madeley on the on the walk down to the lane tomorrow. So well, I'll do do both. have a just walk walk back walk really slowly. Well, that's. True, yeah. I do have to walk in both directions. It's just uh, depending on the result, I might need something to properly cheer me up on the way back. Just listen to some, I don't know, some cartoon theme tunes or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, listen to ours and you'll love it. <laughs> <laughs> Great stuff. All right, that is uh, that is it for this episode. So that's Roy's view from .com for the excellent view from Stoke and the uh, yeah doom and gloom from. I think Gary Rowett's just bored him into submission so far, hasn't he? Hopefully. Hopefully it won't bore us into submission tomorrow. We'll roll over and have a nice, comfortable 3-0 defeat instead. But, uh, yeah, we'll be back uh, in a couple of days, mate. We'll fix up a time and uh, hopefully talk about another win for the Blades. But that's all for this episode. So thanks, everyone, for listening. And, of course, thank you very much to yourself. Thank you. Thank you very much, sir. That is it for this episode. So thanks again for listening, and apologies again for a slightly later podcast than intended. We'll, we'll try and be a bit quicker um, with the with the Millwall one. At least we will if uh, if the blades get another result. Because I know I know a few people were asking for this one to be released a bit earlier. Um, Final word, this episode comes from NordVPN who very kindly sponsor this podcast and I use NordVPN myself to stay safe online. They encrypt my traffic on web and mobile which means I never have to worry about unsecure websites, apps or when I'm working out and about and those public Wi-Fi networks actually aren't as safe as uh, well as I used to think several years ago I suppose so very handy to have NordVPN protecting and encrypting my activity when I'm working on the move they also make it very easy to switch my virtual location it takes just a single click which gives me access to streaming platforms that aren't available in the UK like Netflix overseas a lot of good stuff on there that is not available in the UK also things like Hulu HBO documentaries and many many other streaming platforms nord vpn is fast and secure and it's also very competitively priced indeed in fact for the equivalent price of just one cup of coffee every month i get that premium cyber security and i don't sacrifice any speed in which to do it now the reason i'm telling you about nordvpn is because they have a special offer for blades pod listeners which is yourself All you have to do is head to nordvpn.com slash bladespod. So that is N-O-R-D-V-P-N dot com slash bladespod. Or if you're on their website and you're signing up, just use the code bladespod. And when you do that, you will get 73% off your two-year plan plus four bonus months. Absolutely free. It's a limited time offer, so do not wait around. Head to nordvpn.com slash bladespod today and claim this excellent offer from NordVPN. That is it for this episode. Thank you again for listening. Hope you're all doing well. And uh, yeah, we'll be back after the Millwall game. Thanks again.